Welcome back to Season Sessions. You're joined with your host, Ada. And Hanifa. And we're going to be talking about all the black stories that you may have missed during the week. So, Ada, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I actually had a really nice sleep last night. Um, I've been trying some sleepy time tea with Niche Tea. And it's a black-owned tea business that somebody put me on. Honestly, I'll send you the link. Like, the packaging is A1. Like, it's actually really nice. And they have, like, some good stuff. I always feel like when I have really nice tea, I want to save it for special occasions. Like, you know when the bag's really nice? Yeah, this is like, I'm running through it. And it's like, you know, PG Tips is about 50 bags for about three quid. This is £10 for 15 bags, which is a bit on the pricey side, but it is worth... I I wouldn't buy black tea because obviously I have PG Tips for that. Um, But for like very aromatic teas then it makes sense so how are you Hanifa? I'm all right I realized that I was meant to be in Greece right now and obviously I'm not courtesy of Covid so you know <laughs> that. but other than that the I'm sun's good. coming out then yeah exactly I'm gonna have like a little fake holiday this weekend you know like I'm actually currently being blinded by the sun so <laughs> Yeah, the sun's just come out. It's quite nice. So yeah, things are looking up. So what are we talking about this week? Well, this week we're going to be talking about Kanye running for president. The woman who called the police on the black bird watcher facing charges. Halle Berry apologising for saying she wanted to play a trans character and more. But first we're going to go in and speak about Naira Rivera, who is the former Glee star who went missing after going on a boat trip with her son on a lake in California. And she's now presumed dead. She went missing on the Wednesday and divers and rescue teams have been looking for her and haven't been able to find her. So now it's a rescue mission. Yeah, I hope by the time this podcast comes out on Saturday that they have found her. But all I want to say is I'm praying for her and her son and all of her family because I can't imagine losing somebody this way. It's just so up in the air. You have no resolution. It's like, yeah, I can't imagine it at all. So I just want to send out thoughts and prayers to them. Yeah, it's so awful. Such an awful story. And I'm, I'm still hoping by some miracle that she'll be okay, but then water can be so dangerous like it can look super calm and then have loads of stuff going on underneath and you just never know exactly but but her son was found completely unharmed and he was just sleeping on the boat so i'm I'm hoping he's not too traumatized by this like completely life-changing situation yeah i really do hope for his well-being his mental health because i guess yeah seeing your mum go through that it can't be easy yeah, and he's but, only four. Yeah, I don't really know what more I can say on this. I just hope that the, yeah, I hope a miracle happens as well. And she just turns up walking around somewhere. Yeah, well, we can hope. On the next topic, five people have been arrested in connection um, to the fatal shooting of rapper Pop Smoke, the police said. So um, whether you know this or not, Pop Smoke was shot in his home back in February and honestly it shook the hip-hop scene like Pop Smoke honestly yeah Pop Smoke was on the cusp of greatness like it still makes me quite sad thinking about it like he was really about to rise his album dropped his is it posthumous album drops last week and it was fire it's just like sad it's just sad like he was so young do you know what gets me about this? So two of the five people were juveniles, so that means they're under 18, which is it's like the whole situation surrounded it is surrounded it is completely awful. It's such a talented person has been lost, and then these five people have also been in ta- like tangled themselves into this, and they're also so young. Just everything about this is terrible. But it's we, crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Pop Smoke was only 20, man. Like, he was really... Yeah, even 50 Cent... Well, 50 Cent said Pop Smoke was, like, the son that he never had, even though Ooh. 50 has multiple sons. <laughs> Imagine if that's... <laughs> Do you know how rude that is? 
I was 50 Cent's oh, son, I would be side-eyeing him so much right now. What the hell? But, like, Pop's energy was, like, 50s energy. So I think, like, I can imagine if you're an artist or, like, do you know what? If you're, you know, like, you're saying Bolt just had a daughter. Yeah. Well, not just, but he recently had a daughter. In your head, because sport for him, like, being an athlete for him is, like, everything, I feel like you expect your children to kind of, like, take that on as well. Like, how those pictures of Serena and, um what's her name Alexis Mm -hmm. like you expect them to take that on with you so I reckon 50s like he expected his sons to be coming up in the rap game like being like him but they ain't so and then Pop Smoke is like he has 50 energy like he is like so I can I get it but also like no that's not how children works No, it's not you get, how it works. You get what you get. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I like your style, actually. You're a bit of me. <laughs> you're, you're the son no, I, I never had. Get, but it's also like, it's also like, you know, Diddy, you know, Diddy has three sons. Uh-huh. But like, there's one son that he has with, um, which one is it? King Combs. King Combs. Is his name King? I don't, I don't know him like that. But anyway, he has one son that he favours because he's like, if you put Diddy in a in a cop, copier machine and just like shout him out that is his youngest son and then the other two are like there and they're successful but they ain't like is it King if that's his name whatever so you know like people you know people we're all like you know we, we like to self-indulge and we like to see ourselves well so but also it's a drag like you shouldn't say that you can't you can't have kids and be like you're like the yeah. child i never had and your kids are like are we not here yeah am i a joke to you <laughs> obviously um yeah but yeah but good them arrest us it's you know what it's been i'm surprised it's taken this long for them to arrest anyone around the pop smoke but because like I'm, it was in his house i don't know too much about his house but i just assume like you know if you're rich and you're famous like that it's like covered in cameras so yeah, I thought it was going to be like a quick but they had masks and stuff on so it was it's, you know it's a whole investigation they haven't really given many details to be honest but yeah I think this just came out yesterday so I guess we'll hear more yeah. um, as it develops but hopefully um, this gets solved sooner rather than later yeah exactly because like what was the motive was it a robbery well I hope we'll find out the the full details the true motive yeah because mm-hmm. if it was just the killing then yeah you guys can really get it yeah moving on to a british story sprinter bianca williams has got an apology from the met police after she and her partner were pulled over in a stop and search so basically what happened was her her partner who's also an athlete were driving in a mercedes with their three-month-old son and the police said that they were driving suspiciously pulled them over very very aggressively the whole thing was filmed and it was actually quite distressing to watch but they've now received an apology from the police for the distress caused uh but it's notable that they weren't they didn't receive an apology for the actions so what do you think about this i think it's a load of crass i actually read yesterday um that during lockdown twenty two thousand black men had been stopped and searched and only at 80% of those searches led to absolutely nothing. So like, this is like going into that, that they're just, I don't understand. Are they not tired? Like, are you not tired of just pulling black people over for absolutely no reason? Like when I saw that video on Twitter, it's like, you have you not got anything else to do? Racism like, doesn't get when tired. When I saw that video on Twitter, I was like, what? The? Yeah, but like, it's just getting a bit too much now. 22,000. 22,000 black men. That's only black men have been, have been stopped and searched since lockdown started. Doesn't but, that sound ridiculous? Well, yeah, but it doesn't surprise me because I was look, doing some research as well and I found that in 2019, black people were 40 times more likely to be stopped and searched despite the fact that own, prohibited items were only found... They were found evenly across all ethnicities. So it's quite obvious to see that there is a racial bias to people. But whether they want to admit it is a whole different story because I think they they only apologise to Bianca because she's a notable figure. 
Yeah, definitely because Limford Christie tweeted. So they'd been hotted up now, eyes were on them, and then they were like, oh, we have to do something. But yeah, I just, I don't know what to say really. I also actually watched um, a video on ITV of a 16 year old boy that he, he told the news that he'd been stopped and searched five times within the space of two weeks. It's, this is and then he'd filmed a couple and it was just so on like a car swerved up he was on his bike swerved up to him and without saying anything cuffed him and it was like you smell of weed and you've got a bulge in your pants this is the thing because it's like I was under the impression that it was you're innocent until proven guilty, but they're moving like everybody is a violent criminal because you can't be handcuffing people just like this. Imagine being handcuffed in front of your three-month-old while he's screaming in the back of the car. Exactly. This is pure... It's embarrassing. This is clearly, I don't know if it's the training or um, unconscious bias, but you're viewing people, black people, as a threat because you're moving like they're about to attack you. But that boy, he must be traumatised. Imagine being stopped that many times in two weeks. Yeah, he was like, it was embarrassing. Like, they were, like, touching him up. Because they were, well, he was trying to make a joke out of it because they were like, you've got a bulge in the front of your pants. And he was like, it was just my dick, but that's actually okay. Um, he, when they came straight over, I think if you're so young, he doesn't really know the rights that he should be pushing forward. But, like, you can't just come out the car and cuff somebody without telling them why you're stopping and searching them and like who who you are or like even like the most you could do is like say something but it was a swift like swerve up stop touch him cuff him no words were said well, and that happened to him over five times this is Just the over thing. Five times. they're banking on people not knowing their rights and but then it's also like in that video with Bianca, they came with such aggression that if someone comes with you with that aggression, you're going to match that because it's scary. Yeah. And then they expect, exactly. they, like, you can't expect people to say, come, like, honestly, even me, if I'm walking down the street, if I see a police officer, I'm honestly like, shit, let me not draw sure. any attention to myself because I don't want to have to deal with you. And I think that is, if I was the police, I'd be like, wow, I've really messed up my job as police. If people residents that are afraid to come near me but that's what I also think the there should be like there should be like how does it do you know how many people 22,000 people are that's like the whole of the O2 yes look the O2 is 20,000 seats so like I feel like there should be and 80% of those resulted in absolutely nothing so they were completely unwarranted so I feel like there should be like some kind of I don't know like some kind of punishment if you end up going to the end of the week and you've done, I don't know, 200 stops and, stop and searches and they resulted in nothing, and it's also proof... Like, don't they... They have body cams. Do we have body cams in the UK? I don't think so, no. Like, we don't have body cams in the UK. I don't know. I don't, don't quote me on that, but I don't think so. Okay. But I just well, think... Because like, if they have body cams and they check it and they realise that it's absolute, it's, war- it's not warranted, it's come out of absolutely nothing, then I feel like... They should get some kind of punishment for that, no? Well, this is the thing, because Cressida Dick, who's the Met Commissioner, she was saying, defending stop and search, and saying it has resulted in less crime. But why is it, if, if prohibited items are found evenly across everybody, why isn't everyone being stopped and searched? Because everyone does crime. Is it only black people that are committing crime, or...? Well, the way they're moving, you would think that. But they're being independently investigated. So we can hope that we can move forward with this because I feel like there's just so many videos now, so many different call-outs from so many different people that you can't, if you're ignoring it, it's kind of like, come on, guys. We see there's a problem, fix it. Anyways, sticking onto the topic of police, Amy Cooper is facing charges after she called the police on a black man who was birdwatching. So I think um, we all may remember... What happened to Christian Cooper in Central Park at the beginning of May, I believe it was, where he was, yeah, he was bird watching. He was in Central Park and he told a white woman, Amy Cooper, to put his dog on a leash. And somehow within that, she thought that 
he was threatening her life and decided to call the police and was like, there's a black man here that's like threatening me. I don't feel safe and all this. Haggity, higgity, the haggada. And um, it was a blatant lie. And now she's facing charges. Yeah. So you said that she thought that she was threatened. But looking at the yeah, video, she, she didn't. She didn't think that. She, she didn't think that. She didn't think that. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't, I don't know, from it. She walked towards him and said, I'm going to tell the police that an African-American is threatening my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she's yeah, been charged. She didn't think that. I'm sorry. I was giving her more credit. She didn't think shit. She, she, knew, she, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> so she's been charged with falsely reporting an incident in the third degree, which is she falsely reported an incident. But what's mm-hmm. interesting about this is Christian Cooper is saying he doesn't want to be involved in the prosecution. So what do you think about that? I don't know, man. Like... Oh yeah, I have, I have thoughts that I won't say here because I don't want to uh, insult him like that. But I, what I will say is, um, he is like not he's, well. He's letting me down. Like I think he's letting me down. I think he should be more involved in. Obviously, like he didn't, he didn't seek out to be the face of one of these incidents, but I think it's important for us to see it through. I because think, I think him him thinking that she shouldn't be prosecuted and says that she's already been through enough, is like, it's like just, I don't know, it's like solidifying that when Karens report things and then they get fired, they believe that nothing else should happen. I feel like we sh- he should be supporting the fact that she's getting like sh- like she's going to court like she's getting prosecuted i think he should be supporting that well this is the thing cuz regardless of if he's supporting or not she's being charged with falsely reporting an incident which is on camera i feel like i'm obviously not a lawyer but i feel like there's enough evidence on that but i can understand a little bit where he's coming from in that if it was me cuz i was thinking like how would i feel in this situation if it was me i would feel kind of kind of not bad because we all know acts like actions have consequences and her actions have had a direct consequence but i think but do we I, all know that well no because amy cooper doesn't know that and i think like if christian cooper if we went from what he was saying and that she shouldn't be prosecuted then that, that just tells white women that always do this that their actions actions have no consequences yeah, that is true. That is true. Because she will get another job. Let's be real. She'll get another job. It's not going to affect her life like that. Amy Cooper is not, like, it's not a rare name like that. But if it was me, I would feel like shit like this. Even though I would know that it wasn't my problem or my business, I'd be like, this woman has lost her job. She's lost seemingly everything. But I would want, I think if it was me, I would want her to be... Prosecuted because if I want, if I run around and do a false reporting of an incident, you know that I'd probably be going to jail. So it's not one rule for me, especially as her her attorney said that it was a misunderstood sixty seconds of video, and she's not guilty because it was a wrong think. But you that's can- like that's that's the excuse that they give to white people all the time. I wasn't thinking, I was going through something at the time, so I called them the N-word and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, shut up, shut up. And I, like, I, like that, that isn't a real excuse. I feel like if it comes out of your mouth, it was always in the back of your head. I yeah. haven't ever been so angry at somebody or been so drunk or whatever that I've ever uttered a racial slur or done something so shameful. So, like, that excuse doesn't... It doesn't wash with me. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. I think that was... that the Like, the attorney is just trying to, like, minimise what she did. But what she did, regardless of the whole racial side of it, she falsely reported an incident, which is a crime, so charge her for the crime. But if I, f- I totally respect that he doesn't want to get involved because he's probably like, shit, like, this is a whole thing. He's, he, there's, like, news stories about him profiles about his life everything so he's probably like it's a lot you know i guess but yeah i don't really agree with him but you know what we can it agree is what it is and we can agree <laughs> to disagree 
That's the beauty of the podcast. Also, I just wanted to ask, can you hear that drill in the background? Yeah. 100%. I'm so sorry. I just want to address, um, my neighbour is, um, I don't know what they're doing. They're building, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're, I think they're redoing the bathroom or something like that. I think it's, it's quite rude that they've decided to do this when I'm shooting a podcast, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's nothing I can do about it because I think it's going to be going on for days and we wanted to get this episode out. Yeah, we'll just, like, tune so, it out. That's a bit on my neighbourly life. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next story. Kanye West has said he's going to run for president, despite the fact that he's kind of missed the deadline to register in a number of states. But he tweeted, basically, we already know that he said he was going to run for president. He said it loads of times. Yeah, he's been saying it for a year at least. But he originally said he was going to run in 2024. But then he tweeted, We must now realise the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for President of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. And then interestingly, Kim K retweeted it with an American flag. And then Elon Musk took it upon himself to get involved and shared his support as well. Uh, So, um, For some reason, Kim K and Elon Musk... um, Supporting it on social media, if that means anything, has really solidified it in people's heads. But like I said, I don't think Kim actually tweeted her support for this. I am convinced that Kanye took Kim's phone and tweeted this himself. Do you know what? It, it is... Just tweeting a flag doesn't actually mean anything. What, like, do you think like she went to the toilet and quickly grabbed her yeah. phone, quickly got the contest emoji? That's exactly what I think. Because, you know, like... I don't know. I feel like if my other half was going to support me in such an endeavour, I would say a little bit more. I wouldn't just tweet a flag, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think this is like her endorsing it. And then Elon, I don't think, has anybody ever trusted Elon Musk? Well, this is the thing. Anybody raise your hand if you've trusted (laughs) Elon Musk? (laughs) It's just like... If being rich doesn't make you a qualified politician, like people, people study and work their whole lives to be a You're talking as if Trump doesn't exist. Oh, well, Trump, uh, yeah. That is literally Trump's whole MO. He, he is rich. He's a rich white man, and he was like, you know what, I fancy doing this, and then he did it. It's, uh... Yeah. It's the American dream, as people would say. Money will get you anything. It's honestly, it's wild. But who do you think, if we had this in the UK, like, if everyone just started deciding to throw their hat into politics, who do you think would run for prime minister alan sugar um i do want to say on the kanye thing that tmz reported that kanye is allegedly go having a bipolar episode and last time we to be honest kanye actually hasn't tweeted as much as he usually does but last time it was reported that kanye may be having a bipolar episode it was when he publicly endorsed trump so i think I know, like, people hate on him a lot, but I think people should remember that he does have a few issues that he's dealing with. And it's just... I think it just... so It just, like, people, unfortunately, put their issues for everybody to see. Um, well, not unfortunately, but that's just how the world is. If he, if he wasn't that famous, people still do it. It's just that he's so much in the, in the spotlight that um, he gets a lot of criticism for it. But I'm sure... You know, once his album drops and we get another Yeezy collection, you know, Fashion Week's on its way, and we get another Yeezy collection, in the winter, he'll probably regroup and do an interview and let us know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, you know what my favourite interview is of Kanye West? What? Um, the Lady Gaga one. Which one? I don't think I know. I don't watch his interviews like that. It was like... It's like... Um, <laughs> When he was talking about he wanted to go into different industries and um, they were saying, like, what does he know about fashion or what does he know about clothing or something like that? And then he said, Lady Gaga's the creative director of Polaroid. What the fuck does she know about cameras? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why is Lady Gaga the creative director of Polaroid? I honestly don't know where that came from. It was like, she has... I don't know if it was like she was the creative director of that particular brand of Polaroid at that time or she I don't know what was going on but he was just like 
what the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> See, this is the, that's the level of confidence. He has so much confidence because. He doesn't I even wish have... I had Kanye confidence. Well, do you? Because he doesn't even have like a yeah. manifesto or policy. He's just said when he's president, there's going to be mad jobs. That's like, that's, his, that's what he's running on. And But also like, that's more than what Trump has said. I mean, you've got to have some kind of... Has anybody plan. else promised any jobs? Has anybody else promised any jobs? That's what I'm saying. Okay, I don't... Bad jobs. Oh, bad is... jobs. That's it. That's all we need. 2020 is that's too much. That's all we need. You sound Can like I you're supporting worst... him. I'm not supporting him. By the way, him, let me just say. Like, just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I ain't support... Also, I'm not American, so I can't vote. But, like, you know, from the sidelines, you know, when... when Because our country is such a mess. From the sidelines, when another country is, like, messing about, you kind of, like... And you kind of like to see it because you're like, they're not making us look as bad. No. When it's, like, tomfoolery. Not like, with, not like with serious stuff, like Trump being hella racist... But the tomfoolery that we're seeing with Kanye, you're like, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have anything like that unless Wiley came out tomorrow and was like, I'm running for prime minister. Well, this is the thing, because we, I feel like we're like America's little cousin. So we're like, we see, we're we see Kanye America's do it. America's older cousin. Yeah, but okay. We're America's older we're cousin. All, okay, <laughs> historically, yeah. But we're kind of, okay, we're America's older cousin who's trying to be down with the kids. So kind of copies them sometimes. So, no, I don't ever think that's the case. I know. I, I actually do. think I actually think that we do it first in a bit of a smaller way, and because you know the youngers always do too much, like they do it in a bigger way. I tell you, when Brexit happened, I was like, Trump's gonna win. It's over. It's a wash. It's a wash. Once that happened, I said that once I now that I know where we stand, I know America's gonna do the exact same. Georgia. Just and it's like the way both... that the US kind of takes our TV shows. We have it in like a, a little small way that's like a bit sensible, like The Office. And it's like you know, it's not too in your face. And then the Americans take it, and then it's like, and then it's like a big hit because it's like really overtly doing too much. I think that that is our relationship. They take our hand me downs and they know how to fashion design and then they, they add bedazzles all over it. That's what it is. Well, I think this kind of thing is all them. And if if Wiley why if Wiley gets any ideas, Wiley, he better he better stay off Twitter <laughs> and stay away from politics. No, don't stay off Twitter. I wanna see it. I wanna see it. The Wiley tweet it. Run for pra- don't even run because he won't get you- what right. I'm sorry, a black man getting close to the door enough to run, it would never happen. It would never happen. I would love to see it from the UK, but we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. You would love to see Wiley as prime minister. No, I would love to, to see the UK let a black man run for prime minister, but we ain't there yet. That's true. So they won't even they won't even look they won't even look at Ka- Wiley. And I, also, I think. In the UK, even though money does talk, um, elitism is like oh, it goes hard. The tippity top, yeah, it's a tippity top. So like somebody like Trump, really and truly, just because you have money, like Alan Sugar or what's that Virgin guy, Richard Branson, uh, sorry, <laughs> not, not the guy that's a Virgin, like the guy that owns Virgin. Um, I don't think they could ever run because elitism is the t- tippity top in, up in here. Well, yeah, I just, I miss the days when people had, like, policies, manifestos, and, like, you, you voted for who you believed in. We're beyond that. Yeah. It's like the Wild West these days. <laughs> it is, it is. We are <laughs> out here just hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, moving on, Halle Berry apologised after she was criticised for her comments about playing a transgender man in an upcoming movie. So basically, Halle Berry had an interview on IG Live where she opened up that she was potentially going to work on a project um, where she might play a transgender man. Obviously, you know, Twitter got wind of this and there was a big uproar because trans characters should be played by trans people, which is very true. Um, and I think it was timely because that disclosure documentary had just come out on Netflix. Um, so the discussion was like quite ripe on Twitter at the time. 
Um, you know, it's always funny how those things happen, you know. I always feel like that happens a lot these days. What? A discussion is happening, and then the celebrity fucks up in the in the cusp of that discussion. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, <laughs> come on, Halle Berry. Do you not read? Or do you not have you not... Do you not have Netflix? Because I know that she's not to blame for this because we don't even know what the project is. Uh, you don't have Netflix. Do you have any things are on Netflix? Yeah, but... <laughs> and it came out a week before she said that. But it's just like... <laughs> have, did you watch on. the documentary? No, but I know about it and I'm not going to pro- accept you're, you're her saying, role. Do you not have Netflix? You don't have Netflix. You haven't even watched it. I haven't watched it. No, I, I've seen the clips. I haven't watched it, but I know I know what it is, and I ain't gonna accept a role to play a trans but man. But you know what it you know what it is because you're in that circle. That's true. That is true. However, you know what it is because I think like somebody told me recently. Like I think we jump on a lot of things, especially on if you're there's a lot of people that firstly we're quite young. We're 26. Um, we live on Twitter, but there's a lot of people that don't at all. And they're all they actually go on Twitter for half an hour of the day, so they don't actually see everything, and they don't they're not involved in the discussions that we are always. I know that the disclosure thing was ripe on Twitter at the time, but to say that if she's seen it or if she has Netflix, to be honest, even seeing seeing the poster of it on Netflix, it doesn't actually say anything to me, mm, and that's true. that's also assuming that people really, and also Netflix is also an algorithm, so she might not have seen it, and it's like we're within that community so it's like it's something that is ripe within our community but but i think is in that community but i think this shows the issues with the film industry the fact that she if she hadn't said on the live i'm probably going to play this role then and there wasn't backlash we don't know what would have happened but the fact that it probably would have been made. Well, well so, sorry. The, the, the fact, film's probably still being made. <laughs> but the fact that the people making the film were perhaps looking into hiring a cisgendered woman to play a transgender man, that's that's the whole... That's the problem. And then... Yeah, that is the main problem. Hallie's in there, but um, I don't know. It's not like I want to give her the benefit... I know, I do want to give her the benefit of the doubt because... She is um, 53, and I can imagine having this conversation with my dad Mm. and just also with the misgendering and Mm. not really seeing, not really seeing the issue face on if they weren't educated and also misgendering, um, misgendering the person in the IG live. I can see that happening, but I think... I think like when people are famous, I don't know why, but we always just we always just assume they're like super educated. But I guess if we just think of them as normal people, can honestly imagine having this conversation with your dad? Yeah, because <laughs> she's fifty three years old. <laughs> she did step up quickly and apologize and step down. But the thing that pissed me off is that loads of people are like, well, they obviously wanted a big actor, they wanted a big name. But then this is the problem with the industry. If twenty years ago they were making films about trans men and hiring cis women but if they had hired trans actors then because they exist and they're good when we wouldn't be scrambling to find older trans actors now it's everything yeah. everything needs to change because like authentic representation is super important because then if you don't have that you have stuff like this and that is really really damaging and i wish people would see that well i guess like we we can just hope things to move as quicker than they actually are currently. Um, because I guess things are slowly changing, is it? Because who was it, like, who was the first trans actress? Or was it at Cannes? It, it was Lenya... Is it Lenya Blue? Oh, Lena Blue. Is it Lenya Blue? Lena Blue. B- and that was only last year. So things are slowly changing. It's just not moving... Um, Hollywood isn't moving as quick as society is moving. Yeah. And to be honest, Hollywood has never moved as quick as society is moving. Um, so we can just, I guess we can just watch the developments. We don't even know the name of the film. So to be honest, it might be a film that comes out completely flops. It might not even touch my radar. But we can hope that after the Halley backlash, they're lucky that nobody faced the film directly. And then maybe they'll take... Um, the appropriate steps and you know cast the right people 
Yeah, because with all this anti-trans stuff that's going on, I think there needs to be some... We need to have, like, some support from some institutions, like, mm. actually accurately representing trans people, having trans people at the centre of making decisions. If you're showing... If you want to tell a trans story, we need to make sure that trans people are there telling the story, like... Because who better than to tell a story than the people? Yeah, I completely agree with that. But like I said, society's moving. Hollywood moves slower than society. We've only recently just had black people telling their own stories. Mm -hmm. So it's what it's like. I I guess it's I don't you know what it's like when they they, it's like they they look at look at it like we've given you one thing and take this one for now. And but like really, let's just change everything up at the same time. Yeah. Let's just change it all at once. Black trans people exist too. Imagine that. Imagine. <laughs> like, fancy that. Black trans people. <laughs> I, I don't know, because obviously Hollywood is like, it kind of has you thinking that stuff is real life, whether, whether you accept yeah. it or not. So it should reflect real life. And we've learned from the mistakes. We've seen, we've seen movies being made and they've not been good. We've seen, yeah. So, because you didn't have the right people in the room. Yeah, learn from like, that. The help. Ugh. Green Book. Okay, please <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> and Green Book was an all right film, man. If they just done it correctly, it would have been so good. Because Mashallah Hali really gave it a lot. But it's a shame that. Um, they didn't have any black people in the writer's room. Well, it's it. You can't tell an authentic story if you're writing from what, doing research. Lived experience is incredibly powerful when it comes to telling a story, which you would think (laughs) professional storytellers would know that, but whatever. Moving on to another story that is about lived experience and authentic storytelling Michaela Cole, who wrote and starred in I May Destroy You, opened up about turning down a $1 million Netflix deal for, with, for the show. Yeah. yeah. That's big dick energy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if somebody offered me a million, I'll tell you, I'll take it right now. But from what I've read on um, this article by Vulture, shout out to Vulture for writing hella good articles these days, um, she really, really, really wanted to make sure this story was told in the most authentic way possible because this is her story. From the, basically every, almost everything that happened in the I May Destroy You, if you've watched it or not, um, did happen to Michaela Cole, especially the the start of the series. So um, obviously, spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched it, you can switch off. Um, this, the series starts with Michaela being sexually assaulted, um, which was re- very hard to watch. She goes to a bar, gets spiked, and is sexually assaulted. And she said in the Vulture interview that that happened to her, compl- basically exactly how you saw it in screen. Um, she was writing season two of chewing gum and she took a break and then this happened to her so I can see why she turned down the offer she believed that she deserves more for bearing basically bearing her soul in the script and a million wasn't going to cut it especially if they weren't going to give her any um what is it was it any copyright this is any copyright yeah this is the thing i don't think it was necessarily about the money it was the fact that she wouldn't have been able to retain any percentage of the copyright so then she was trying to negotiate she negotiated to five percent and then they were like nah so she basically she pitched it to bbc hbo and they gave her a seat at the table production everything and look how it turned out it is honestly i'm not exaggerating it's a masterpiece and it's fantastic she did that so i hope this is an example of what happens when you let people tell their stories as authentically as possible because yeah honestly it's it's so good right now you know this you know this is going to win all the awards this is going to win some shit oh do you know what it's like you know that mark jacobs thing by mark jacobs Designed by Mark Jacobs. Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. Starring Michaela Cole. Written by Michaela Cole. I don't think she directed it. But I can imagine if... So she wrote 191 drafts uh, of this... Wow. 
of this show, which is like, look, honestly, hats off to you. But if I wrote 191 drafts of something and you told me I wasn't going to get any money from it once it was released or I wasn't going to get any copyright, I would tell you to shift off as well, to be honest. Well, yeah. And also, this is such a black British story. Like, I don't know about you, but there was so much of it that I was like, I see that. It, some of it was filmed near where I live. And it just felt so authentic. And I just, so I love that she made sure that she had those decisions. Because if it was made by Netflix, yeah. who knows? We don't know where it could, what direction it could have taken. I feel like it's mm-hmm. got, it's shot so nicely, but it's also got that kind of like realistic um, feel to it, which I don't think. It's completely realistic. I think that's the point. Like, her, I think it just resonates with like, I don't know, I haven't really talked to any um, non-black people about the show, but the from what I gather, the black people... I think even her character, because her character is, like a, is a Twitter famous writer and we all know a couple of them ones. It's just, like, we, know, we all know a couple of black Twitter famous writers. So, like, even with that, her going on lives and, like, tweeting a mess sometimes and all that kind of stuff, it's just, like... You watch it on screen and it's like, I literally saw that on Twitter yesterday, so I so was tweeting a mess and... Yeah, saying that she deserves this and that, but sometimes people are just famous on Twitter and people don't realise. But yeah, um, definitely go watch the show. It's sick. I think the message is also very clear. The message is super clear, but not in a preachy way. I think if you don't take anything from the show, it's because you do not want to learn. That's what that's what it is. But I think it would be really, really There's difficult. There's a million teachable moments. It would be really difficult to watch it and not take something away from it. I don't. I can't yeah. see anybody watching it and be like, "Ooh, I learned nothing." That was just entertainment. Well, not learned anything, but like if you watched it and then didn't agree with like some of the situations, like the sharking situation, or even like watch the spoilers. I haven't watched the latest episodes. I'm trying to, or like when he slept mm. with that white girl. I see. I don't like this. We're teetering on. You're going to spoil something. I'm going to get annoyed with you've you. Watched, you've seen that bit. Yeah, but I don't. I know you, Ada. I don't. I don't want to fall out with you before we finish the podcast because you spoiled stuff for me before. I'm not gonna I have it. I haven't watched it. I'm so, but like it was out on Monday. Because I'm, sa- I'm saving it. But like I'm saving it for the weekend. I don't need you spoiling it before I get to it. That's my whole weekend. Right, okay. Well, the last two episodes are out next Monday, so let's talk about the finale. Come the next podcast so make sure you catch up and watch it when everybody else is watching <laughs> fine i think i will watch that also how do you get spoiled on twitter i have to watch it when it's happening because like if i log onto twitter like it's all it's all gone no because you know what i like so i'm when i watch a tv show i mute it on twitter because i like to watch it see how i feel about it and then go on Twitter and then it like validates me because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I see that. I thought that too. I haven't got, I haven't got time for being mute and stuff. Oh, I But because it's on TV at like 10.45, so I think I watch it just before because I like watch it on iPlayer with my dinner. So then I watch it just before that. Uh, no, I like to, I like to have a Twitter free zone and I watch my TV. I don't even know how to mute things. <laughs> 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 I've muted I've, the, the thing, I've muted like Taylor Swift as well even I like Taylor Swift's music or I whatever, might do that but she was I just so much that. on my timeline I've also muted um, BTS like their names because it was just so Why? because no I like I appreciate them but it was just so much information and I also muted some of some, some like American politics stuff like you know when you just get too much you can really tailor it this should be an advert for Twitter you're really muting the lot I'm just like because I, I know the person that is spamming my timeline with certain things, so then I'm just like, I guess I'm blocking you because I can't be bothered. Yeah, see, mute is like a soft block. Uh, I never believe in soft blocks. I'm just like, just block. Well, no, because I... Block them, block them, block them, block them. Honestly, I know I'm not the only one. There was a time when there was so much Taylor Swift stuff on my timeline, and I did not follow anything surrounding Taylor Swift. But it was yeah. always on. So yeah. That's when you've got to do the muting. Maybe she's the only person I will mute because I honestly I don't care if she's coming or going, to be honest. It's like Taylor updates. But then I also like. I don't give a shit. Now I have no idea what Taylor's doing ever. So there's... She ain't doing anything. She ain't doing anything. 
Well, if she was doing something I tell you BuzzFeed would have done a post about it she ain't doing nothing no but I wouldn't <laughs> we would have, I wouldn't see it on my timeline because if it's got the word Taylor yeah, she, in it it's me. should I go on the BuzzFeed website oh, don't put me on BuzzFeed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just see like of course the I go on the BuzzFeed like, website right multiple times a day um, I just go and like I just see the headline and the headlines are nothing me I'm just like well I don't really have to read the article now. <laughs> We've really spoken about Taylor Swift for five minutes. Should we move on? I'm <laughs> complaining that she's on it. She's around too much. Anyway, moving on to the next section. Season shout-out. So season shout-out is where we shout-out a black-owned business, um, a black woman, a black man, a black anything that we feel deserves a shout-out this week. So, Hanifa, who is your shout-out? My shout-out is Malone McQuende, who is a second-year medical student in the UK. And when he started in medicine, he noticed that, you know when you go around and you do the diagnosing, it was all tailored to white skin. So, obviously, that's Mm -hmm. a problem, especially for like disease and uh, diseases and afflictions where you've got to act fast, like meningitis shows up through a rash. But if you've got dark skin, it's going to present completely different. So yeah. he's written a book called Mind the Gap, which shows how diseases present on all different skin shades. So it's amazing. And honestly, I really think it's going to save lives. I can't believe it hasn't been done already. We're in 2020 and people are still asking really dark skinned black people if, their lips have turned blue and it's like, come on, look at me. But like I said, I think like, because we're so, we're in our own, we're in a very small bubble of a community. We're actually in a very small bubble of a community thinking about the grand scheme of things. And we're quite progressive in that. And we feel like we know a lot, but industries and other communities are so, so far behind, whether that is Hollywood or whether that's the medical field, like the progressiveness ain't there because it's still the people that run those industries are still old as shit. Like we're quite, we're only, like I said, we're 26, but it's really like your granddads that are running this thing and they're not listening to any of this new stuff or they're not even clued in that there's other people. So the industry, the industry is not, it's not progressive at all. For, For a uni student to have to do this, yeah, that just shows right. how not progressive we are. But I just think of how many lives this is going to save. Because even things... Oh, yeah. How many things it's going to uncomplicate. Because things like asthma and psoriasis look different on dark skin. So yeah. people could be people can get diagnosed quicker, can get treated quicker. Even COVID, when, when you call 111, they ask, is the person turning pale? Obviously, everyone of all skin shades can turn pale, but it's going to present slightly different in different skin shades so yeah with black people it's like i don't know it's kind of like you lose a shine it's not pale it's like i turn gray i'm gonna be honest yeah i'm, I'm like a gray it's like a gray thing in it i'm a strong you know strong what it's gay. like you know what it's like you know when on your when you've got like an old leather couch and you know there's might be a little bit of a patch that's like you know a bit scuffed not scuffed but you know the shine isn't there because it's a bit old oh like in the bum the area is off. yeah the bum yeah that is that is what black skin does okay well I... <laughs> does that make sense i'm kind <laughs> of offended that you've basically compared my skin to the bum area of a leather sofa but okay I think, but that's what it does. Like, it's like the varnish, like, you know, on like, maybe the varnish on a wooden table, there's a little little bit where there's, the varnish is rubbed off a bit. So it's not shining like the rest of the table. Do you know what? That is pale black skin. I'm so glad that you haven't published this book because I feel like it was going to be a lot more scientific than that. But it's coming out, it's going to be released in the coming months. And I really hope all doctors take this on board because... Black health is as important as everybody else's, so should be treated as such. There's been so many times, you know, when you're at uni, and I, I was always worried about getting meningitis for some reason. I always was like, this is going to happen at university. And then you try and do that glass test. And like, yeah. you're like, I don't know what's going on because <laughs> I can't see. I can't, I'm just like, I can't really see anything. Yeah. Like, So this is definitely going to change lives. Who's your shout-out? Hopefully. What is your shout-out? Um, 
my shout out is it's a bit of a twofer mix and well it's like it's all in one it's a one in package it's a, it's a whatever but my shout out is Lou Brand Studios um, who which is a black owned fashion house that is owned by Jedediah Duyil I think I'm getting that right um, and she designed an amazing dress for Kylie Jenner that I'm sure we all saw going around the socials because people were kicking off that Kylie didn't tag her or whatever, whatever. That's a whole other That's story. That's It's another story. That's here or there. Personally, I don't feel like Kylie had to do anything, but whatever. She still got a credit anyway. The dress is banging. Like, that mm. dress, I don't compliment Kylie a lot, but she was eating in that dress she looked fantastic the dress is fire and i want to shout her and the brand because when the when it first kicked off and then she noticed that kylie was wearing her dress she had like 10k followers and then once everything kicked off and then eventually kylie did tag her and all this kind of stuff now i think she's up to 50k followers and the i think the dress is sold out so yeah yeah I mean, it's obviously, it's understandable that the dress is sold out. It's so unique. I feel like you see a lot of, like, designers on Instagram with, like, similar styles. Mm. I've never seen any dress like this before. Nah, this this dress is fire. Pure creativity. Um, But also, I want to shout out, I also want to shout out um, her PR, who is also a black woman, Iman Layla, um, for getting it to Kylie. Like, really did the thing. And I think... Because Kylie has worn it, from what I see on other influencers and celebrities copying Kylie, I can see that this brand is really going to take off. Um, and to write it should because the dress is sick. And from what I went on the website and saw some other stuff and I was like, this is really good. I ain't got money like that. So unfortunately, I'm not going to buy anything because I ain't rich. But... Yeah, we can, we can still support from a distance. I mean... I can support from a distance. I share the clothing. Maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list for, like, my mum to get. I feel like... Oh, yeah, also, speaking of my mum, my mum was annoyed that I didn't shout her out last episode for some reason because she thought that when I did a season shout-out, it would be for her. But it's I don't not know even... Where she got that impression. It's not even close to Mother's Day. Like... <laughs> I don't know where she got that impression. I, I don't know... Like, yeah, but because you asked for a shout-out, um, here you go, Mum. Thanks, Isabel. Okay, well... Shout-out to you. Because you've done that, I guess, shout-out to Nadia, because she'll listen and be like, oh, where was my shout-out? <laughs> <laughs> On yeah, that note... but, like, sh- shout-out to the mums. Yeah, big up your <laughs> mum. And if you want to get involved in the discussion, if you've got any businesses that you want to promote that you think we should be talking about... Email us at seasonsession at buzzfeed.com and we may shout you out. So, yeah, with that, we are at the end of the episode. So it's been nice chatting to you guys. Yeah, it's been good. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.